0: Welcome to Tales from Abroad, an education abroad podcast that explores stories from students, staff, faculty, and friends of the IUP community about their time abroad. Maybe you're a prospective student or a colleague of a podcast guest, or you just like to travel. Either way, we hope these stories inspire you to look at life from a global perspective and take the next step in traveling abroad with or without students in tow. I'm Jess Malvihill, Advent International Traveler and Seasoned International Educator. So come along with me and let's listen to some tales from abroad with our very own Crimson Hops. My guests today, I have guests, that was plural, guests, um, today are the Caples family. They're currently in Maryland, they live in Maryland. And Devin Caples is a current IUP student this year who studied abroad last year. And we're going to hear from Devin and all of the fun and experiences that he had. And joining Devin today are his mom and dad. Um, we thought it would be a great perspective to get the parents who, of a child of a student who went on a study abroad. And um, Devin's parents had the opportunity to go and visit Devin while he was studying abroad. So we're gonna hear what that was like for them to see their student in a different setting. And so I'm super excited that the three of you guys could join us. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, thanks.
0: So, Devin, I'm going to start and I'm going to ask you first, um, can you just tell us a little bit about your study abroad What and, and what you do at IUP? So, what your major is at IUP and then where you went on study abroad? Um, okay.
1: So, uh, right now, I'm a senior Asian Studies and Chinese Foreign Language major at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. And I started off the study abroad uh, with a program, it was with the Jershing China-America Um, leadership fellowship um, with American university students and Chinese university students. And we spent three weeks kind of traveling around China and doing research on like the environment business and culture. And that ended in like a capstone project in Shanghai. And then I had a little bit of time off before my study abroad started. And eventually after that little break was over, I went to Nanjing, China and studied at Nanjing University for it was supposed to be a year, but got cut a little short. Um, But I had a really great semester there just taking Chinese language classes. And I got to take a Chinese film class that was taught mostly in Chinese, which was super cool. Um, And I had some business classes that they were all right. Um, Didn't learn as much from those as I'd like to, but I think all the other experiences with the Chinese language kind of made up for that.
0: So Devin, can you um, talk to us a little bit about why you chose this specific location to study?
1: Yeah, so I have been to the city of Nanjing before, and I really liked it because it's a pretty traditional Chinese city, but it's also the size of like New York City. It has a population of like nine or 10 million people, but most people in the West haven't really heard of it. So I got to explore like this giant metropolis that still has a lot of traditional Chinese aspects and like architecture and just, it has a very interesting culture. In um, the school, Nanjing University, it's one of China's C9 universities, which is their version of like an Ivy League school. So the education I was getting there was really great. The Chinese language instruction was awesome. And the students I was able to sort of meet and become friends with there were all very smart and able to help my Chinese a lot in terms of like teach me slang, but also teach me like educated Chinese. So I was learning mm-hmm. like, how to speak really well, which was great.
0: So what was that like to go? I mean, I can't imagine like I've been at IUP for a long time to go and, and go from a place, a smaller place like IUP to living in a city of millions and millions of people and going to a school like that. What would that, what was that like for you?
1: Um, It's definitely really different because where I grew up in Maryland is pretty similar to Indiana, PA and like Western Pennsylvania, like small town, not a lot going on. Um, So at first I was pretty overwhelmed just by the sheer amount of stuff I could do that was within an hour trip of where I was staying, whether I get on the subway and go to a high speed train station and then all of China is within like an eight hour high speed train ride. Or just within the city of Nanjing itself, they had plenty of parks and mountains and rivers and more scenic stuff than I could even go and visit. So I I really had to sort of pick any day that I had time off and decide, okay, I'm going to go and hike this mountain. And then the next day I have time off, I'm going to go to this Buddhist temple and check out this stuff. So I... I was really overwhelmed with all this stuff that's not available for me to see in the United States, like Taoist temples, Buddhist temples, monks, a lot of this stuff that we don't have any of that here. Or if we do, it's very niche and not well known. But over there, it's like a dime a dozen. Every every time you're walking on the street, you'll see a different temple or some kind of traditional thing that you can just stop in and visit. And it was all just super interesting. And I really liked how unique it was compared to all the stuff that I grew up with.
0: So um, I'm gonna ask you about your parents came to visit you while you were there in your the, the beginning of your second semester. And whose idea was that?
1: I don't know. It was kind of a group decision. Um, they talked about maybe coming coming to visit um, sort of in that break period while I had a, I had a few months off which would have was originally going to be the halfway point of my study abroad because I would have mm-hmm. done a, few months of study before coming home Um, and they sort of treated it as like an anniversary gift for themselves it was around their anniversary week so they actually got to spend their anniversary over there which was pretty cool Um, but I think I think they kind of just pulled the trigger and were like you know what screw it we're We're coming we're just gonna yeah (laughs) we're coming whether you like it or not
0: we're on our way
1: (laughs) Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I, I realized that I said, like, whose idea was that? And it sounded a little um, uh, more sarcastic than I meant it to be. Um wanted to, to see how did you feel that your parents were going to come over and visit you?
1: I was really excited for them to come and visit just because I wanted to show off all my Chinese skills and kind of how I <laughs> learned like navigate society and sort of survive on a daily basis. Because mm-hmm. um, being in China and Chinese society even in the really large cities like Beijing or Shanghai that have over 20 million people, the English language is not like a top to bottom thing throughout society. It's, it's a really niche thing about, among a small amount of people. And among those people that can speak the language, their command on it isn't always the greatest. So it's pretty difficult to get by in China without having a little bit of Chinese, even if it's just very basic. So. I had a really great time just being like their tour guide and kind of taking care of them, of like buying the food and paying for it and making sure like, do you guys have enough? Like, do I need to order more food? Is it, Are you guys ready? Like, should I get the bill? So it was kind of interesting having like this role reversal where I was sort of uh-huh. taking care of rather than them taking care of me, which that, that to me was just honestly awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm gonna ask um, Michelle and Rob, if you guys could just briefly introduce yourselves here. And then um, we just heard from Devin and what he, how excited he was for you guys to come over and visit. And um, what made you guys decide to go over and visit him?
2: Well, um, that he was gonna be gone for a whole year (laughs) and we wouldn't be seeing him. And we, it was a difficult decision because, Rob hasn't traveled very much at all. And I've traveled to Western Europe a couple of times, but that's a very familiar thing for an American to do. It's very easy. Going to the other side of the world to a completely like Chinese language, Chinese, there aren't even words, it's characters. Like, mm-hmm. um, So we were nervous about that. And even navigating the visa process to to actually be able to legally enter, enter the country was was kind of scary. But bottom line was we were just like, we're not going to see devin for a year this is our opportunity to see china and we're just we're just doing it we're going
3: yeah and and once we decided to as devin said to pull the trigger it became uh, not an if we were going to go it was when we were going to go And so we really had to decide the logistics of what we're, when we were actually going to do this. And we we thought about January. I'm a professor at Towson University, so I don't have any classes during the Jan term. So that was like a perfect opening for us to go. It coincided with our uh, anniversary and it was just past Christmas. So we figured this is the perfect opportunity, the timing wise. So we, we picked about two weeks. We got the passports, we got the all the the flu shots and everything else that you could get. And we just pulled the trigger and got the tickets and
2: Well and it worked out because it was um um it was Devin's break too. So Mm -hmm. he was out of class. So we were he was able to just we were just able to travel however, you know, wherever we wanted to go, whatever we wanted to go.
3: Yeah. And it was one of those experiences because I, like Michelle said, I wasn't, I am not well-traveled and certainly the first time out of the country and going across the world was uh, certainly an adventure for me, but it was wonderful to know Devin was going to be there on the other end.
0: So how do you felt uh, about seeing Devin in this new environment, in this new setting? What was that like for you as parents?
2: Oh, it was awesome um, to see how he, how independent and um, fully functioning he can be as an adult on his own um, he like he said he was our tour guide there's no way we could have navigated that without him um, he, every he did everything like he said he ordered food he arranged for any tours that we did we went to um, the Great Wall and Tiananmen Square and Forbidden City and um, th- lots of places in Nanjing and he ordered all the tickets and Um, all the train tickets, all the food, except for one meal, Rob and I went and and ordered one meal by ourselves in a restaurant. (laughs) Other than that, Devin, at all.
3: Yeah, from the second we got off the plane, Jessica, what happened was I noticed that, you know, he's considerably taller than some of the people that are there, and so you could literally see, see him walking toward us, and he was poised and confident, and I I you could tell he was in his element um because he was he he navigated us through an airport that's maddening, um not it's in terms of size and complexity and unorganization it's just crazy but he just walked us to go we got to go here dad we got to go here we got to go here and like a seasoned pro he just walked us literally through everything that we needed to do and as michelle said the um one of my my favorite memories is when we would go into a uh, an Uber or a taxi, and, and Devin starts to talk to the driver like they're best buddies. And they just sit there and talk like they've known each other for years. And we're looking at each other going, how does this happen? <laughs> it was amazing. It was really a, a, a neat experience to see. Yeah.
0: So other than, other than the seeing Devin in his element, what was one of the greatest experiences that you guys had while you were there as a family? Um, what's that thing?
2: Twenty-one on the Great Wall. What was that?
3: Tower twenty-one. Tower
2: twenty-one on the Great Wall. It's that very end of the part of the Great Wall that you can actually walk on. That was awesome.
3: Yeah, to get there, it's a it's it's a Herculean tr- trial to get there because there's a lot of walking and there's a lot of steep hills and the last few steps to get to the top of Tower twenty-one were almost vertical. They were almost like a ladder. And so going up wasn't too bad. Coming down was a challenge for, for someone like me, but uh, I think definitely the Great Wall was uh, was the highlight of it all. And then Devin, Devin being Devin, there's, there's, there were other students that would go beyond Tower 21 and you'd have to hop over some things and do some other things, but he did that and got some great pictures of it. It was, it was just such a remarkable experience. And at, at that point of the year, there were very few people there. So it was almost like we had the entire place to ourselves. And it was, that was a nice, nice benefit.
2: Yeah, actually, and there's in Nanjing, there's a place called Fuzumiao, which was like big traditional, um, but actually touristy shopping area that was, it was just awesome to walk around in there.
0: So did you notice any difference in Devin when you saw him uh, in China or after he came back from China than when uh, before his trip? And if you want to talk about that.
2: Um, yeah, there was, when, when we saw him over there and then when he came back, uh, I had a lot more confidence in him as an adult and his ability to navigate the world. Because prior to that, he been here, you know, he's in high school under the age of 18. And then when he went to IUP, well, we didn't see him on a daily basis. We didn't see, we couldn't observe how he was growing as a person. And then we were able to see it very, really, very clearly when we went over there. And then so that then when he came back here, it's like, okay, well, mother's worry, I can I can let go of a little bit of that because I know he is gonna be just fine in the world.
3: And I think what I noticed, Jessica, was not only the physical maturation and the maturity, but the the extreme acceptance and and sort of the love of the diversity of China. Uh, literally, the cultural experience I think changed him, because uh, he was always an avid reader, but now he's an avid reader with Chinese philosophy and and academics. Uh, based around Chinese government, Chinese economics. So it was, it was really interesting to see that growth in him, uh, not only in, you know, like the, the family level, but on the intellectual level too, because he was really, and he still is just amazing. And with this, it's become a part of his life, I think is really my, my point there. It's really become, it's who he is now.
0: Yeah. And that it kind of leads into my, my next question, which is about how is your life changed because of this? Now you're talking about what you see, how his life has changed because of this, but how is your, as parents, how has your life changed because of this experience, both sending him abroad and also going there and visiting yourselves? Wow. That's deep. Sometimes we get deep on the show.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- I think I have a, a broader appreciation of the world. Um, you know, we China is a very different country from the U.S. It's a communist country, and um, as we said many times when we were over there, they've got they they're doing a lot of things right. They've gotten a lot of things right, but they've gotten there's some some things that they've gotten wrong too. Um, as a as a culture, as a you know, with the the government. Uh, but it was very eye-opening to be over there and be immersed in that world that's very different than this world. The, you know, they, they lack some of the essential rights that we just take for granted here. Um, so it was just, I, I learned a lot. I think I really stretched myself.
3: And thinking, I guess, from, from what I've gleaned from it all, it changed me. I think travel travel changes people, and particularly being immersed in a culture... 8000 miles away on half on the other side of the earth for a period of time can really leave an imprint on your life and you bring that back to Carroll County Maryland which you can see as Devin said there's not a whole lot going on here <laughs> and and the and, and the the wonderful experience we had over there I think did change us all I think it really was um, Uh, A great experience for me personally and Michelle, just to be over there and to be led by Devin, it was was just a terrific experience.
1: People, ideas, and different minorities over a population of 1.3 billion. There's just a lot of different stuff. Like one stereotype will fit in this amount of Chinese people, but there's still the other 75% of that population that don't fit in there or just sort of blow your mind in ways that you didn't expect them to or just have these different ideas. And it was just, it's just a really profound experience being there and immersing in their society on a daily basis because for me, it was like, yes, I was taking Chinese language classes and improving my vocabulary systematically through that. But on a daily basis, it's like a game there. Like if I'm ordering breakfast, Chinese. Ordering lunch, Chinese. I get in a taxi, I'm speaking Chinese. I'm on the subway, I'm speaking Chinese. So everywhere I turn, it's like school. It's school 24-7 for a language student and immersing yourself in there is like, I mean, every day I'd hit my bed and be exhausted because my brain is tapped out. Like I'm Chinese out for the day. I've spoken enough. I just, I'm dreaming in Chinese. I just, it was kind of like a signification for myself over there while I was there for eight months that by the time I was done I couldn't really tell like where the American stopped and where like the Chinese influence was beginning because it was kind of like becoming intertwined and I was just sort of like this is I'm like 25% Chinese now like that's kind of the way I look at it. <laughs> where my brain is and the experiences I have and what I liked about the society is like I really want to spend more time there and just enjoying that because I, I just had a lot of fun it was just a very enjoyable thing
0: what's next for you and what would you, what would be something you would like to be next for you on the horizon, Devin? So
1: with a little bit of changing of plans, uh, I'll be graduating in the spring. So I've been applying for a lot of grad schools and pretty much everything I've been applying for is either a language program back in China a master's degree program in China, or some kind of um, intergovernmental intergovernmental fellowship, um, whether it be with the State Department or with other academic departments in the American government in partner with some higher education institutions, something like that. Honestly, I would really like to do a year-long language program where it's like 10 hours a day, just like pounding my brain with Chinese. I think that would be a lot of fun and kind of further my purpose of what I want to do which is either do education or some intergovernmental thing with the United States and China and I really just want to improve my Chinese and try as best as I can to master it because I think that in the future that will be a pretty invaluable skill.
0: It's a shame you don't have any plans. Well, anyway, thank you guys so much for being the guests on the show today. Um, I really enjoyed it. You are the first family that I've interviewed, and uh, it's going to be hard to top this. So thank you guys so much. You're welcome. Yeah, Thank thank you. Thanks for spending time with us today, and I hope you found some inspiration in today's stories. You can subscribe to Tales from Abroad on anchor.fm slash talesfromabroad or wherever you get your podcasts. To see a picture from today's episode, follow us on Instagram at IUPHawksAbroad. One of my favorite quotes is by Simon Sinek. Life is beautiful not because of the things we see or do. Life is beautiful because of the people we meet. So have a beautiful day. Join us for another episode when we explore more tales from abroad.